The BFG, Chapter 23, Feeding Time. While the giants were being captured, a tremendous bustle and hustle was going on back home in England. Every earth digger and... Mechanical. Mechanical. Contrivance. Contrivance in London had been mobilized to dig the colossal hole in which the nine giants were to be permanently permanently imprisoned. 10,000 men and 10,000 machines worked consistently through the night under power arc lights. And the massive task was completed only just in time. The hole itself was about twice the size of a football field and 500 f- feet deep. The walls were perpendicular Perpendicular, and engineers had calca- calculated. calculated that there was no way a giant could escape once he was put in, even if all nine giants were to stand on each other's shoulder, the topmost giant would still be some 50 feet from the top of the hole. The nine giant carrying helicopters hovered over the p- massive pit. The giants, one by one, were lowered into in, the floor, but they were still Trust. trust up, and now came the tricky business of releasing them from their bonds. Nobody wanted to go down and do this, because the moment a giant was freed, he would be sure to turn on the wrenched person who had freed him and gobble him up. As usual, the BFG had the answer. I has told you before, he said. Giants is never eating giants, so I is going down and I shall untie them by myself myself before you can say Rack Robinson with thousands of fascinated fascinated specters, including the queen peering down to the pit. The BFG was lowered on a rope. One by one he released the giants. They stood up, stretched their stiff limbs and stared leaping about in furry. Why is they putting us here in this gobsludging hole, they shouted at the BFG, because you was guzzling human beings, the BFG answered. I was always warning you not to do it, and you is never taking the titchiest bit of notice. In that case, the flesh lump eater bellowed, I think we is guzzling you instead. The BFG grabbed the dangling rope and was hoisted. Hoisted out of the pit just in time. The BFG buggling sack he had brought back with him from giant country lay at the top of the pit. What's in there? The queen asked. The BFG put an arm into the sack and pulled out a gigantic black and white striped object the size of a man. Snozcumbers, he cried. This is the repulent Snozcumber, Magister, and th- that is all we is going to give these disgustive giants from now on. May I taste it? The queen asked. Don't, Magister, don't, cried the BFG. 
It is tasting of trumpet and pizzwizzle. With that, he tossed the snowcumber down to the giants below. Here's your supper! He shouted. Have a much of that! He fished out more snowcumbers from the bat, from the sack, and threw them down. The giants below howled and cursed. The BFG laughed. It serves them right, left, and center. He said. What will we feed them? On when the snowcumbers are all used up, the queen asked him. Day is never being used up, Magister. The bee, she said, answered, smiling. I'm also bringing in this sack a whole bungle of snowcumber plants, which I'm giving, with your permission, to the royal gardener to put in the soil. Then we is having. An everlasting supply of this repulsive food to feed these thirsty, bloody giants on. What a clever fellow you are! The queen said, "You are not very well educated, educated, but you are really nobody's fool. I can see that." The author. Every country in the world. That had in the past been visited by the full man-eating giants sent telegrams of congratulations and thanks to the BFG and to Sophie, kings and presidents and prime ministers and rulers of every kind showered the enormous giant and the little girl with compliments and thank your yous. As well as all sorts of medals and presents, the ruler of India sent the BFG a magnificent elephant, the very thing he had been wishing for all his life. The king of Albria sent them a camel each. The llama of Tibet sent them a llama each. Wellington sent them one hundred pairs of wellies each. Panama sent them beautiful hats. The king of Sweden sent them a barrelful of sweet and sour pork. The Jersey sent them pullovers. There was no end to the gratitude. Gratitude of the world. The queen herself gave orders that a special house with tremendous high ceilings and enormous doors should immediately. Be built in Windsor, Windsor Great Park, next to her own castle, for the BFG to live in, and a pretty cottage was put up next door for Sophie. The BFG's house was to have a special dream snoring storing room with hundreds of shelves in. It where he could put his beloved bottles. What is more, he was given the title of the royal dream blower. He was allowed to galloping off to any place in England, England on any night of the year to blow his splendid fizz whizzers in through the windows to sleeping children, and letters poured into. His house by the million from children begging him to pay them a visit. Meanwhile, tourists tourists from all over the globe came flocking to gaze down in wonder at the nine horrendous horrendous man-eating giants in the great pit. They came especially at feeding time when the snowcumbers were being thrown down to keep 
the, to them by the keeper, and it was a pleasure to listen to the howls and growls of honor coming up from the pit as the giants began to chew up the filthiest tasting vegetable on earth. There was only one disaster. Three silly men who had drunk too much beer for lunch decided to climb over the fe- high fence surrounding the pit, and of course they fell in. There were yells of delight from the giants below, followed by the crunching of bones. He had keeper immediately put up a big notice on the fence it fence saying it is forbidden to feed the giants and after that there were no more disasters the bfg expressed a wish to learn how to speak properly and sophie herself who loved him as she would a father volunteered to give him lessons every day she even taught him how to spell and write to and to write sentences, and he turned out to be a splendid, intelligent pupil. In his spare time, he read books. He read books. He became a tremendous reader. He read all of Charles Dinkins, whom he no longer called Charles Chickens, and all of Shakespeare, and literally thousands of other books. He also started to write essays about his own past life. When Sophie read some of them, she said, These are very good. I think perhaps one day you could become a real writer. Oh, I would love that, cried the BFG. Do you think I could? I know you could, Sophie said. Why don't you start by writing a book about me and you? Very well, the BFG said. I'll give it a try. So he did. He worked hard on it, and in the end, he completed it. Rather shyly, he showed it to the queen. The queen read it aloud to her grandchildren. Then the queen said, I think we ought to get this book printed properly and published so that other children can read it. This was arranged because... The, because, but because the BFG was a very modest giant, he would put his own name on it. He used someone, somebody else's name instead. But where you might ask in this book that the BFG wrote, it's right here. You've just finished reading it.